0: Welcome back to another episode of Unemployed with Anna Royzman. You know, it's starting to sound like a school. Welcome to Unemployed, the <laughs> school for delusional people. Um, no, it's for cool people. Hi,
1: welcome back, Ellen. Hi, how Cold, are you? Cool people only. Yeah, cool people without jobs. Welcome no. to class, listeners. <laughs> Yeah, this could be a class. Um, you no, learn some valuable things here, really. More each time than, you tune in.
0: Every yeah. time I have we interview someone, I feel like I take away something. You know that I never learned in school that I no one ever told me. My parents didn't
1: teach me. Right? Mm-mm. We take something away. Mm-hmm. Just like all the valuable experience you learn from listening to people's life stories. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Yes, life is. is I was
0: going to say that life imitates art. No, art imitates life. You know what I'm trying to say, right? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Anyway, I didn't get that out well at all. That didn't come out. Um, Oh, my God. How's your job this week? How's work this
1: week? You've been out. You've been out on the job, right? Yeah, I've been really busy. And tomorrow I'm going to be on um, like the first shoot that I've been on Wow, in a really long time. Very, very long time. As they say. On set, cool. Are you excited? Um, I'm excited. I'm kind of like nervous, but also I'm a little bit stressed out. Especially because I mean, you just have to do all the social distancing, and like everybody had to get COVID tests, and yeah. I'm like still waiting on COVID tests right now. Oh like, God! I like just from
0: people t- on who are working.
1: Yeah, including mine, and. <laughs> I just talked to the people at the testing place and they're like, something happened in the lab. And like, you'll, they'll probably come in late tonight or early tomorrow. And I'm like, no. Oh, <laughs> like, no. Do you have that to be good. up early,
0: like for a call time?
1: It's not that early. It's like, my call time is 9 a.m. So I've been actually prepping myself all week, mm-hmm. uh, getting myself ready ready up. to wake up early because yeah, i'm not 9 early, sounds early
0: right now and you're like it's not that early it's 9 a.m i'm like thinking like i can't remember when i've gotten out of bed before 9 a.m recently
1: i know yeah so i had to like train myself for a few days yeah. i got up at seven today good for you it was great seven yeah. jeez, wow yeah. I know, I right? That's not even early to some people. Some people look at it as like five, but yeah. seven is very early for me. I know
0: my sister told me that. She was like, I slept in until six fifty and I was like, fuck. That's I mean, sleeping she a kid. In? Yeah. But I was like, damn, yeah. I didn't change out of pajamas until four today. Remember when I was like, Hey, can we record afterwards? Yeah, I had just worked out and and shower. It was a bad, it was a bad uh, <laughs> schedule today, you know, cause I got hungry and then I worked out after I ate a big lunch and I was like, just my chest was like, don't do that.
1: <laughs> Your body was like, and what are you doing? Yeah. why?
0: Yeah. It was a bad, it was a bad thing. Uh, I, can I brag about one of my jobs that I, get to do at home. Of course. Oh yes. my God. So I do this job. A lot of people don't know. People sometimes I'll get like a DM from like an HQ fan who will be like, What do you do besides this on a Wednesday night for fifteen minutes? <laughs> you know? Although mm-hmm. there is a lot more I write the game. It goes all, there's a lot more hours that go into the Wednesday night. But um I work for this company Airtime. I've worked for them since Uh, 2018, since before I worked for HQ, in a a variety of different capacities. I mostly have hosted live shows for them. But it's so great because we were doing, it's all remote. I was hosting live from home. They sent me everything I needed, the ring light, the seamless, like before, the before times, you know what I mean? Like when people weren't doing that, we were. Uh, That's why this pandemic has been pretty much like my life for a lot of years lately. Um, Between that and the unemployed show, I never fucking left. You know what I mean? i I have tons of sweatsuits um (laughs) yeah so this show aired so on airtime we host um i I say we my friend nikki paris former guest of the show we host comedy night on thursday nights on airtime app and it has become it has become like the wild hour like you never know what could happen on comedy night and we are we just embrace the weirdness it's so Mm -hmm. much fun i laugh so fucking hard. Like we had a, a girl who's like 13 who uh, had mannequin heads like in a bathtub and she was like running water on them and she had like a little baby, uh, like a toy baby hanging from a ceiling fan in her bedroom and she was wearing like wigs and uh, – I don't scary. know. <laughs> she became our best friend. It was so scary and weird. It was so funny. But last week, I wanted to tell you this. I got paid. You know, I get paid to host shows, as as one should. And um we did all these prank calls. And Ellen, I fucking called every Pizza Hut like around the, Texas, California, uh, New Jersey. You're all a Domino's these, girl. That's I'm why you chose girl. Pizza yeah. Hut. Yeah. Well, the chat asked me to do Pizza Hut and I was like, that's fine. They won't know who I am there. Domino's is, you know, treading on. They oh, know you. <laughs> it's a thin line. They in know every me state. In- <laughs> <laughs> I have got Domino's in many different states. Um, I love it. You know, I love it so much. I don't remember the last time I had Pizza Hut. So I was like, all right, fine. I can fuck with this corporation. There was one Pizza Hut I called, and, you know, when you keep them on the phone, that's the best. When they stay on – some of them know, but I tried to order a pizza without crust um, because I said I I was cutting carbs, but not fully, just – cutting some so I wanted just them to cut the crust off the pizza and just mm-hmm. serve me the inside of the. and he was like uh, ma'am we don't do that that's not pizza, how pizza works and I was like well could you you know I was like I'll, I'll give you a good tip you know like maybe you could sneak it you know and and, and just do it for me or whatever and he he couldn't understand what I wanted and then he recommended <laughs> the thin crust <laughs> if I wanted to cut
1: carbs
0: He does have a point. I know, I know. I fucked with so many people. I've done this a lot. I am going to hell, but you know what? A lot of us are. I'll have friends there.
1: You know, yeah, I mean? it'll be cool. You guys are making prank calls to heaven. Like mm-hmm. it's gonna be me <laughs> and Bernie Madoff who just entered hell. No, that sounds so bad, but he did die, didn't he? Yeah, he died and <sighs> he was pretty awful, man. So
0: yeah. So I I'm prank called some some pizza huts, you know.
1: Big fucking deal. Yeah, he didn't start a Ponzi scheme. No. I think you're okay. Not
0: yet. I'm still very young, Ellen. You don't know what I could get into. After this podcast, I feel like I've learned so many new, you know, jobs and situations I could get myself into. Who knows?
1: Well, who knows what the future holds? Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see. Me too. Me too. Just keep me... Keep me
0: around. That's all I got to ask. I am so excited for our guest today. This is how I intro I'm so excited, but I'm really excited for today. She's a very funny stand-up comedian. You can see her perform all over New York when we're not quarantined at home. I've known her for many years. I love her. I admire her. She is the host of NPR's Ask Me Another. She also hosts that famous little show called The Moth. I'm sure you've heard of it. It's a nationwide popular show. We've got Ophira Eisenberg with us today.
2: (laughs) Hello. Hi. You know, I feel like uh, we were on stage together, it seemed more often... Near, like, the end of what would have been the end. Yes. And any time, like, we sort of, like, there was a while, right, in I feel like years ago, where I, I would see you on stage, and then I guess we were both kind of doing our own things. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, we were on stage together again. I we're know. on s- similar shows. Yeah. And then the world ended.
0: And then the world ended. Yeah. And now I see you, uh, I've seen you a couple times over Zoom, and this is Zoom. This is Zoom. You know, we're ringlit. we're home. <laughs> Do you have pants on? Who
2: gives a shit? It's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Great.
0: <laughs> How have you been? How has your quarantine life? How has my, been? you know,
2: okay. So I have a child. You do. Yes. I have a five-year-old. He's well, now so cute. he's five. He's such a oh, mix of crazy. you
0: both. Like he really, no matter if I, cause I, I think I'm friends with your husband on social media and I'm like, oh, they look alike in a photo and then you take a photo and I'm like, oh no, they look alike in the photo. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's uh right that's how he that's keeps how us both are. in his life. Yeah, right? <laughs> they go like, "No, I look like you. You have to keep me." Um so he's 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 good, but the um he's good and we're fine, but the uh the thing of having a kid at home of that a small kid with nowhere to go and no help. I mean, I just I just What? I mean, I joke that like nobody told me as a mother that I would have to raise my child because (laughs) I was so not prepared and really ill-equipped to take on that challenge. That's a hard challenge. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like kind of not good at it. You know, I mean, everyone's like, I'm not good at it, but I'm really actually not good at it. So. But you're so vocal uh, about it and we
0: appreciate your honesty, you know, I'm sure your son is going to grow up and be like, hey, mom, I I listened to some podcasts podcasts you were on and uh <laughs> you kept saying
2: that you're bad at this and i was like right right he's like you're right how shitty were kind of you uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know and then there were times during i think you know I, there were times where i felt i felt even pressure during the pandemic um because i did get covid eventually uh unfortunately but i'm sorry it was relatively mild but For a long time, you know, we were healthy enough to be just, like, trying to manage our lives. And then, of course, I was looking out into, like, well, what are my artistic friends doing? And a lot of them that were, you know, kind of on their own and healthy were doing things, like, kind of... screenplays and writing books and all these things that were kind of uh, on the back burner. And I felt really like, Oh my goodness, I am not doing enough. I know. And thankfully my therapist, it was my therapist. I wanted to say my friend, but let's <laughs> be honest. <laughs>
1: Your friend who you pay. Uh, <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> she said to me in some sort of a little brow beady, but she said, uh, It's not an artist retreat, Ophira. It's a global pandemic. (laughs) Thank you.
0: (laughs) Amen. It's a good therapist.
2: Yeah. I felt that. I felt
0: that every time I signed online. I was like, oh my God, people are doing more. How are they doing all that? And I'm sure, you know what? It's funny because you think now, I'm sure people saw my social media, your social media, and they were like, oh my God, they're doing so much.
2: And Yep, that's what social media is all all about. All yeah, right. We are all supposed to feel singularly uh, lesser by Mm it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm just holding on to that vaccine. You know, I I get my second vaccine at the end of next week. And I'm like, so I don't have to do anything yet. Right. Like I I still have two more
2: weeks after that until it kicks in. Like I'm like. It's so funny you say that. Keep me home. (laughs) It's so funny you say that because basically today is the two weeks after my second vaccine. Oh, my God. And I was like. Yeah, thanks. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I have no excuse anymore. <laughs>
0: You're like, hey, comedy <laughs> seller, hug. Hello.
2: I am fully vaxxed and I'm ready to go. Even though, yeah, the ne- I mean, the next stage of it is, well, what do you want to do? Right. <laughs> like That should be the next stage. Well, now that you have the option to, hopefully, if they will still have me, what do you want to do? Because, yeah. you know, should be able to, uh, if, if if you had enough, if, right, if it's like any time to reflect and go like, well, this part of my life I did not enjoy joy and I will don't want that back mm-hmm. but this I really miss and guess what I don't miss getting places Me neither oh my God uh, that's
0: so funny you say that I really want to get a car because I don't want to rely on any transportation besides the worst anymore
2: It's the worst. <laughs> even I hate when i have one place to go places. even
0: getting to my vaccine i was late i was in an uber I, i'm sweating <laughs> we're stuck on the williamsburg bridge i'm like i'm never gonna get there i'm texting my boyfriend i'm like i can't believe this will they take me still like and he's like yeah i think it's like a line no matter what
2: like, <laughs> like yeah no i wanted to promote this idea i was like can i promote this idea in the comedy community like we should all perform local like you can only perform within, you know, a five mile stretch of mm-hmm. your apartment. I mean, I mean, that's that would really make some people's um, zip code a lot more um, comedically <laughs> lucrative than others, right. for sure. Definitely. Was like, Just don't don't make me don't make me get on a subway. Don't make me go to Queens. From Brooklyn, oh, yeah, please. I haven't been
1: to Queens.
0: I don't think I've been to Queens. I'm better for it. I don't think I've been to Queens. You don't live in Queens,
1: right? I'm like shitting on Queens. <laughs> oh man, I can't remember the last time I was in Queens either.
0: Astoria <laughs> it might as well be, you know, Mexico at this point. I don't know where it is. I'm not going <laughs> so
1: far. I'm not going
0: so far. <laughs> I do shit on Queens a lot. I'm like, I don't think I'll go back. I'm okay with that, you know.
2: Yeah, it's, it, I have to get there. I, I'm another, I'm another, I'm a booster f- vaccine away from Queens.
0: Yeah, just, just after the more. booster. You I know. decided the one thing I want to, I'm like, we got to start. I said to Jared, I'm like, we got to book a flight. We got to, we got to go somewhere. I, I want to go to Miami. I want to sit on a fucking boat in the ocean. I don't know if I'm vaxxed. That's the first thing I want
2: to do. Okay. So yeah, let me tell you this. So I felt exactly the same way and I got a, job doing some stand-up in uh, Aruba. Oh, And nice. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm doing that on, you know, in a, a week. It was all planned out. And I had so many points <gasps> that I worked out a deal where they would just pay me cash for the flight and I, you know, booked it on. Because now I also realized what was I gaining these points for? Get rid of those points before <laughs> right. the airline industry is like, uh, yeah, we really don't have enough money. So no more points exactly. or like whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I'm like, use the points, use the points. And this is it. This is the treat, right? The sort of treat. And then uh, this will make no sense to you because you are both Americans, right? Yes. (laughs) Yes. So are you now. So am I. So I went to, all of a sudden, (laughs) after applying to be an American citizen, like over a year ago, you know, they opened up the files and started sending out letters. So very quickly, I got the letter being like, hey, in two weeks, you're going to have a citizenship test. And then I went and I studied like crazy, like more than any person with a brain should study. Uh, And then I passed uh, 100%. Congratulations. 100%. And then... They're like, okay, you're going to be sworn in the next day. So I went the next day to get sworn in and they take away your green card (gasps) and they go, here's your certificate of citizenship. Now go get a passport. But you can't get a passport right now in under eight weeks. Stop.
1: Oh, wow. no,
2: they have companies that rush those. They have to. They're all closed (gasps) down via the State Department because non-essential travel is still considered life of death only all the, i've trust me i put some time and energy into this they're all it's by order of new york state oh that my God. all of that is done
0: shut up so what's happening with aruba <laughs> canceled <gasps> oh no, no! <laughs> I was it just like myself to open for you. I was to be like, I'm really fun to have on a trip. I don't talk to anyone. I can just sit on a beach. You won't even know I'm there. I'll do a great show for you.
2: <laughs> I mean, you know, it will, I'm sure something else will, whatever. I can, I can b- book my own trip in the future and what have you. But I was just like, how... How can everything give and take yeah, right? so this much? This fucking so pandemic—it's cool. still
0: gonna hit us afterward.
2: It's still <laughs> yeah, gonna
0: just like any tiny thing I might <laughs> have, you take away. I know. Yep. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm sad to hear that. That was not the ending I wanted. No, not the end that I wanted either. But congratulations! So now I'm gonna have a staycation. <laughs> Congrats on becoming a uh, American citizen. I don't know why yeah. the hell anyone would want to do that today, but.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah you know i i kind of did it um when um they started talking about that people with green cards might not let be let back in oh god there was i don't know if you missed that little <laughs> moment in the news but they were like yeah maybe if you green card and you take off for a little while maybe we won't let you back in and i was like what no okay Stop. we gotta work on this and
0: yeah. your family's in canada
2: my family's in canada yep Right. So if you want to go
0: visit your family and they're like, you can't come back. And you're like, I have, I have, I have my husband and child
1: here.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's like rare. It's totally like rare thing. But anyways, I was just like, just get this done. I don't have to give up the Canadian. Like you can have both. So I, you know what? I just want to collect passports. I want like seven. Great.
0: That's, that's a good goal to have.
2: (laughs) I don't, I don't know how I'm studying. I don't know. Keep studying. <laughs> Croatia.
0: All right. <laughs> hey, you're coming out of this pandemic with a new hobby, and that is to go everywhere. Sports. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I want to take you back. I love to talk to people about the first jobs they ever had. Before you were the comedian we know and love, uh, growing up in Canada, did I want to know, did you know you wanted
2: to be a comedian at a young age or was that. No. Not? But uh, no, although being funny was really valued in my family. I'm the youngest of six. Wow. So there is that classic thing about like also just the youngest not getting their voice in the family mm-hmm. and how do you, how do you, um, how that might transpire in the future. What's that going to do? <laughs> What's that going to do to the kid? Uh, and then there was a lot of joke telling, you know, there was, it was a pretty strict um, kind of tr- traditional household. Um, not to say there wasn't any fun, but my parents were, both immigrants, and the, the, everyone was working. And uh, the only way to kind of cut through the stress in the noise was jokes. Mm-hmm. And so it was street jokes, a lot of street jokes, a lot of street jokes telling all the time. And then, uh, you know, so then I learned that if I wanted to be heard, I had to t- I'd get a joke in there.
0: Nice. And then you had
2: the floor. <laughs> right? <laughs> so there was like a little bit, but I didn't, I didn't really get around to picturing myself in that role, standing on stage with a microphone in my hand. Yeah. till like, like after college. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't think I did too either. Afraid, after too afraid. Too afraid. Yeah. Yeah. So what was like the first job you had? Did you have to work when you were a teenager?
2: <laughs> oh, I, I, I worked as a child. Oh, wow. I worked wow. the whole time. <laughs> so my parents owned, um, my father was a principal of the Hebrew school, but he left the year I was born. Uh, and that's like a whole other thing. So just sidebar that. But then he went into the grocery store business. So for my entire life, we had grocery stores. And so I worked in the grocery store. I mean, we all worked in the grocery mm-hmm. store. So my first job in the grocery store was I would dust the cans and restock things. Oh, wow. <laughs> and and how then old You were, like, young. You know, like, well, I would go with my – my mother would go to the store uh, once a week, and she would do all the orders. So she would just go through the entire store and write down what needed to be ordered, and I would go with her. And so she was, like, okay, and here's your job. You've got to make it all look nice. So I feel like I was doing this at, like, I don't know, six – 8 <laughs> probably better at it around She's 10. Just merchandising 12. the stores. Uh,
0: we have an 11-year-old, yeah. yeah.
2: It's love I love. Oh yeah, it. and you learn all the tricks like, you know, you look at the ex- expiration dates and you put all the stuff that has <sighs> the um the the closer expiration date near the front mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. fresher stuff at the back. That's why if you ever buy Tip, right you know that if you go to buy milk yeah. shuffle through yeah you know and yogurts <laughs> and, and juice, all that stuff especially juice ge- uh, not juice generation
0: uh the juice press yeah you got to grab those juices
2: from the back right <laughs> yes <laughs> That's what i do and then and then when i got a little older you know it was the coveted job of cashier nice cashier were your older yep. siblings cashiers too like before you yep mm-hmm. yep everyone everyone worked in the store uh and then you know when I was 16 so 16 I was working behind a cash like real shifts nobody else was with me because it was you know real these were the one I ended up working the most was the last store which was the sort of convenience store like deli store sized, uh-huh. uh and I was like mostly selling sodas and chips uh and cigarettes, just loads and loads of cigarettes. Sixteen years old, of just course. selling cigarettes. <laughs> yes. Did you smoke? Uh I tried it. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know how I tried it? I stole some cigarettes from the store. <laughs>
0: that your family owned.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: I love this. I didn't know that you guys had grocery stores and like
2: convenience stores. Yeah. And I would flip Eisenbergs? through all the magazines. No, they, it was it was like neighborhood grocery stores that he had purchased. So this one was called Tri Glen because that was the neighborhood was like Glenmore, Glendale, and uh, Glamorgans, who was like the Tri Glen food mm-hmm. store. Um, yeah, I used to go through all the magazines. That was another job. All the magazines would come, and you'd have to go through them, which meant I also just went through all the porn. <laughs> of course, yeah. Like way too young. I was just like. All You're right. cool. You were a cool sixteen year old. Stealing <laughs> cigarettes, looking at porn. Right. I just picture behind a counter being like, Can I help you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Flips through the page. <laughs> And in the and in the back, we had a couple uh, video. We had like a couple arcade games, and so when the guy would come to take the quarters, I'd be like, "Hey, I really like Galaga, you know," and he would rack up like a hundred credits for me, so I could just play for free. Oh, nice! That's a cool you perk. Had the up, <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, never got very good at it. All that free practice, never got very good at it. Did
0: you hook up your friends like in school when they? Did they know you worked there and they would, like, come in and be like... Yeah,
2: yeah." my school was, like, not exactly in the neighborhood, but people oh. would come in and I remember... I was a little, like, 16, too. I think I was a little uncomfortable. Uh, but I remember they would come in and, you know, buy some candy or whatever and I'd be like 60 cents you know <laughs> just all very serious you, you know when one of them tried to steal that was like a, I remember that like one kid in my school tried to steal and I was like hey I saw you had you have those sours you know like you can't take that and he was like okay okay you oh yeah me. yeah because that's that. another thing it was just people you were watching people steal you were I was you know got um men would go to buy the porn and they would be a little um ashamed this is maybe just canada ashamed of <laughs> purchasing it from the 16 year old who was behind the cash
1: <laughs> i'd imagine and so yeah that sounds yeah. really awkward yeah
2: so then they would do that thing where they would go through the store and pick up a bunch of random items to sort of like make it so like you wouldn't it notice up. it <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah right it'd be like q-tips a garden flare five mm-hmm. garlics for a dollar betty crocker mix and a swank <laughs> yeah or cherry or whatever behind the counter too yeah just Yeah, yeah, shove them under the pile. So that was my first job. That was my first job. How long did you work there? I worked there until I was uh, 17, and then... Uh, I, and then I still worked there on and off because, you know, my mom needed the help. But I went and I got a job. It was my favorite job ever. Your favorite job I worked job at a ever. store. Yeah. I worked at a store that was very trendy in Calgary. So it felt like I worked at the best store in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Cool. Uh, for my age group, which was store. called. Nope. Close. <laughs> it was called Beadworks. And it was a store where you bought beads and could make your own jewelry.
0: Oh, wow. That's really I know stores like like that. Did they do beading in the store? Like, could people come in and like
2: bead? Yeah. Yeah. And I beaded and I taught classes and I sold beads and I made just tons. I learned how to make jewelry. That's You're cool. a jewelry
1: maker. You're, that's, that's on your a resume, maker.
2: Like. and it was cool. It was super trendy and cool at the time. It still so is. I, I felt like, yeah, it's sort of like <laughs> you know, beaded jewelry has ha, is actually having a comeback, and and at the time, you know what else is having comeback? Crystals. At the mm-hmm. time, crystals were huge, and so actually, I even found this one. This one was from one I made when I was a kid. I used to wrap take crystals and wrap them with wire to make them. Pendants. I love this. I just found this today, and I was putting it on so funny. Yeah, but so that funny. looks We're like, you
0: know, a cool. $300 necklace you'd find now at a department store. It does. <laughs> Crystals are expensive. <laughs> yeah. It's true.
2: They are expensive. We and had a bead store called
0: Beat It, which now I think oh, yeah. back was probably oh, inappropriate. Great. Oh, my
2: God. That's
1: hilarious.
0: <laughs> Beat it. But, like, I remember girls would be like, I'm having my birthday party at Beat It. Like.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. That's so funny. I did a lot of birthday parties.
0: That's so yeah. cool.
2: Yeah, do you so know how, how to was... make like
0: the flowers and stuff? Are you good at like the I little? I
2: did, I did. You f- you would just follow a pattern, but uh, I don't know if I if I could like re- some of that stuff was really intricate and yeah. you know skill. Like it was actually a skill. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's cool. And no, they really have a having... lot of other saw... bits. Was... Oh, go ahead. I was just saying a lot of uh, other bits were just like anyone could do it. Like you just <laughs> had to get the right tool, and anyone could do it.
0: I saw yeah. some Instagram account complain about, I think it was like Alexander McQueen, some very high-end designer made like the simple like beaded necklace with like the flowers and it was like a $900 necklace and like all these people were like, this is bullshit. Like this <laughs> I,
1: I saw can that make too. It. It's like, you can buy this for $5 on Etsy. It's not. Yeah.
0: Or buy the beads on Amazon, which I definitely did during the pandemic and I had a good week of... <laughs> Where I talk, Beating. It's like I'm going to bead. I made all these bracelets for myself and that was it. <laughs> I still have them.
2: I have thought of going back to it because sometimes, you know, as uh, and I don't know if you feel this way, it's like as when you do comedy, and it's like um so much of your life is like reading and writing that when you want to take a break, you don't like I sometimes don't want to watch television. I want to break from a screen. Yeah. And I don't want to read because I'm sort of reading and writing all the time. And so it's like I need that. Craft. You yeah. Need a craft. Oh boy. Here totally. We go.
0: No, the beads were great. Amazon had a great selection. I highly recommend it. Uh, I, I was doing it to because I didn't want to tie dye anymore because I was ruining my apartment and <laughs> yeah. like full on like bleach just in places that uh, you know. And Jared was like, Sorry. get a new hobby. And so then I got all these beads. <laughs> then I'm like, there's beads on the couch. What if the dog eats a bead? I'm like,
2: oh, whoops. You know. Yeah, they're li- those little seed beads. Sure. Yep. <laughs>
0: Um, that's cool. How did that end? Why did that end? Or how did that end? That sounds like a great gig. So,
2: so, uh, I, I, I actually stayed I when I was end of, uh, I was almost 18, but I wasn't quite, but I decided to, so 17, I was still in high school. Um, and I graduated and I decided I was going to take a gap year. That's what you guys call it, right? Gap year, mm-hmm. year off, gap whatever. Year. Year and go off. to sure. Australia and go to Australia. And so I left to go to Australia. So I left the bead job behind, went to Australia. And I had to, I had to work in Australia because I've never had any money. And there was no, so I I had to work at some point mm-hmm. in Australia to keep things going. And so in Brisbane, I got a job at a bead store.
0: No. <laughs> Were you just like, I just want to see the world. I want to go to Australia. Like,
2: yeah i mean yeah basically i you know very cool yes i i I, i'd be i felt like there was like a thing going to again super trendy i felt like everyone was sort of falling in love with australia and new zealand Uh um and i was like oh and it was so far away that that made it like extra intriguing yeah
1: yeah (laughs) australia is great
2: so pretty and Beautiful weather. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. And, and tropics, I grew up in a landlocked, cold place. Like yeah. it was just totally something completely I've never uh, different. Been. Yeah, high recommends. One day. High recommends. So I did that. And so, and then when I came back, unfortunately, I came back. That's where it all fell apart. Then I came <laughs> back to Calgary, you know, a 18 year old who had been around the world or whatever to the other part of the hemisphere for a year changed. Definitely, mm-hmm. um, in ways that I don't think I could articulate and didn't know what I was doing and started college at University of Calgary and needed a job. So I went back to the bead store. <laughs> so, oh, my God. But now it, is, it was that thing about it was not a good move. That's when it was like going back to live in your parents' basement kind right. of thing where you're like, this is yeah. a short... Shelf life, and mm-hmm. no one, no one in the right mind should have hired me. It was just, it was not going to be good. Because
0: you've been, uh, you've grown now, you've seen the world, and then you're back there, and you're like, wait, I was here before I saw the world. I totally get that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I did not do a good job. The, the bead trend was ending. It was ducked. time, <laughs> uh, and that was like, I don't, I don't think I left on on sour notes, but I do remember it was. You know when I went to oh, to Australia it was like oh fair is going. like it was the celebration and then uh, obviously you know those people were a re- relatively large part of my life at the time uh-huh. and then that second time around they were like yeah you need to um, show up on time <laughs> and not be on like not be on the phone All right. <laughs> and actually service the customers when they're buying beads and I just like I was like oh I don't want to do that yeah you're over it yeah. So yeah. did you, so, so it, was, it ended at some point. It's sad. It was sad. It was that I think most of the times that I was fi- fired I um <laughs> quit like at the same moment. Mm-hmm. I was pretty I was pretty good at that. I yeah. was like, "Ha oh, 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 quit."
0: <laughs> smart, very smart. That's like the title of our last episode, our last guest. He would steal from every job, but then he'd quit before they found out. I was like,
2: well, that's a little much. That
0: was a lot. I was like, smart move though. You know when
2: to quit. You know when they're going to I gonna... mean, did I ever f- did I ever find accidentally a $7.50 diamond rondelle bead in my pocket? Maybe. Whoops. Maybe I did. I <laughs> don't know how it got there.
0: Slipped in. <laughs> Beads are easy to steal, yeah.
2: <laughs> it would happen. Sure. I would try
0: and steal like a tuna tartare from my restaurant job and they'd be like, "We counted the tartars. someone took a tuna." I'm like, "Oh, oh. shit." <laughs> I ate it in the closet. <laughs> Hard to steal. you're starving. <laughs> starving. I know. I did
2: have a restaurant job where I was a hostess. I never moved up to – that was at the same time as the bead store. I never moved up to waiter. or uh, But I, would, I just remember being starving. Mm-hmm. Just starving all the time and going into the kitchen and, like, taking one fry out of the basket and stuff. <laughs> like, just – what? Yeah. People would do not want to know that's happening to I their was, food.
0: No, definitely not. I was always hungry working in restaurants. But it's funny because people are like, don't you hate the food once you work at a place? Like, don't you get sick of it? And you're yeah. like, yeah but you smell it yeah. all day, like <laughs> yes, and I'm still hungry, yeah. so I eat it. <laughs> and it's better than what I ate before coming here, or you know what exactly. they served at family meal, which is a fucking meat surprise. no
2: Mm-mm. family <laughs> meal, family meal what a what a dirty trick family meal is always, yeah.
0: Yeah, it is. It, you know, if you've had family meal at a restaurant, you can get that vaccine. I should say that for everyone.
2: <laughs> That's right. You should have been first in line.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what was next? So you're in college. What were you studying?
2: Uh, cultural anthropology. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I love sure. I love the the comedians and the entertainers I know who are like I had a fully different path <laughs> like
2: your yeah cultural anthropology and it wasn't like I need to choose a major I was like oh no I want to be a cultural anthropologist I've never done anything without being like what I mean when I was at the bead store it, when I was doing well I was like I'm going to be a professional beater <laughs> I do take things very seriously whether it. I'm skilled at them or not. Um, <laughs> So you know, here's the deal. Uh, so what? Where did I work? I, I so yes, I went to college, but then I switched halfway through. I was like, screw Calgary. I've outgrown this place. Uh, I broke up with the boyfriend. I, I and you, there was no ghosting people back then. You had to move cities. So <laughs> that's what I did. <laughs> that's what I did. Oh. I moved. I moved to Montreal and then went to McGill. Oh yeah. So, but I've I, been I, there. I did need it. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's a wonderful place. So, but I needed a job and uh, I didn't have a computer. I know <laughs> it's, all, it's like a little bit of a decade uh, before everybody. Uh, but there, were, there was, at the time, there were like some people had computers, uh, but they had computer labs for people like me that didn't have computers. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I don't want to go to the computer lab. I'm going to work at the computer lab. Oh. Wow. So I was like, hey, I want to work at the computer lab. And to be honest, working here on um, some gender stereotypes, there were no... I think there was one other woman that worked at the computer lab. It was all (sighs) guys. Makes sense. And so they were like, great. Do you know anything about computers? And I was like, yeah. (laughs) Um, And so I got a job at the computer lab. Cool. Which also meant I had access to all the... the, the computers whatever I wanted to which was great and the printers and I didn't have to pay anything so that worked very out very smart and then, move <laughs> and that's a very smart move because they would you'd have
0: to they'd charge you to print shit at places yep. like yeah I still do
2: <laughs> yeah and I didn't really know how to do some of the stuff but all of like because you also had to help people with problems I mean everyone knew how to use a word or whatever, Uh, but you had to help people with some problems. And so, but all the guys that work there were happy to teach me. That's nice. You know, because they they couldn't believe they got to do the old, well, actually, to someone who wanted to hear it. (laughs) 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 So, yeah, so then I picked up uh, all these, so I picked up computer skills. Cool. And then uh, got my cultural anthropology degree. Woohoo! Nice. And uh, moved to Vancouver, and got a job at Kinko's. Oh, that's a, in the computer lab. That's A
0: step, up. yeah. I was gonna say that's a nice little
2: step up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the, never Vancouver? a cool job. Were... Can I just say this? Never a cool job. <laughs> the, that bead store, and then never again. <sighs> Um, Vancouver? Why Vancouver? I didn't know what I was going to do with my cultural anthropology degree. Everyone okay. was like, "Well, you know, the joke. What kind of job are you going to get with that?" And sure. I was like, "Yeah, I know, I get it." Um, I thought you were you know going to say you a-
0: broke up with your college boyfriend again. Also, I did. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Got to move really? So I moved cities. <laughs> These men are taking you around. Or- <laughs> are all over <laughs> Canada.
2: <laughs> oh, the only reason I moved to Toronto is because I broke up with a guy in Vancouver.
1: Stop! Stop! <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! I can' uh, there's a well, patterns know. going on. in you your know jobs. The title
0: of her book, right? It, I just it just came to me. I was like, oh, the title of your books is, isn't it? Sleeping my way to monogamy. Yeah, screw everyone screw sleeping everyone. my way to monogamy. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Here we go. We're getting the backstory now. <laughs> so yeah,
2: so I moved. So Vancouver. I just didn't know what I was going to do, and I wasn't ready to go to grad school. I was like, ah, oh, that sounds. I just didn't plan yeah, that more far. And I, and that was the beginning of, I was like, do I want to perform? But how do I, what is that? Like, I haven't, I've never done an acting class. I, you know, don't really know how am I going to approach this? Uh, and it is harder to, well, I mean, I just think it's harder to approach it when you both have no schooling in it and no money. <laughs> it's a hard, it's very well, hard yeah. place to start. So my sister lived in Vancouver. Vancouver was just, uh, you know, Vancouver had just like this laid back vibe where everyone kind of went there to figure out what they were doing mm-hmm. at the time, you know, mixed with, obviously, it's got a pot culture, which I feel like, you know, that kind of went hand in hand. <laughs> you go there to figure things out, smoke some pot, figure it out, everybody. Uh, just so <gasps> Look at the ocean and... <laughs> Yeah, beautiful trees. Go sailing. Go skiing. You know, just do what you need to do. Yeah. So I moved there and I got a job at Kinko's in the uh, in the computer (laughs) lab, (laughs) (laughs) which was um, which honestly was fine. And uh, I really all I mean, as it turns out, so all the people that worked in the computer lab again, I think I was the only woman for a very long time. Were these like computer nerds? Uh, and they were pretty straight laced, but everyone that worked on the photocopy side were like just, I mean, these people were a little bit of, they were a little bit of messy people. Oh. So there was, there was a lot of partying, actually. <laughs> the <photocopiers laughs> there was a lot of <laughs>
0: I, think, I didn't there know was- what you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say they were mean. I was like, yeah, I've had some bad experiences photocopying yeah. Kinko's before.
2: <laughs> no, it was like they would call emergency safety meetings, and that just meant that we were all gonna go to the parking lot and smoke a joint. Fuck yeah! Wow, <laughs> Kinko's Vancouver, cool. Yeah, I, you know, I think a lot of uh, I think a lot of people that worked there were super smart not not <laughs> everyone but a lot of them were really smart and they were just trying to do something else yeah uh but there was this thing that could hire them and maybe you know why i knew why i was there other people like they i don't know they had different skills they didn't want to work in restaurants they didn't want to work retail you know they weren't a, on a career path mm-hmm. Uh and then yeah and so it didn't take it didn't take a lot of brain work to work on the side mm-hmm. of the photocopying okay Attention to detail, yes, because you had to get people's orders right. Right. But but like real thought processing? No. <laughs> Not a lot. So no. you could, I mean, I think it was easier to do super high. Yeah. Maybe I'll get this job after Penda, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> photocopying sounds nice right <laughs> just very relaxed let's see that again oh let's see it again yeah, yeah. just reproducing <laughs> reality oh my god so
0: you're in your early 20s you're you're at kinko's you're yeah getting, you're totally <laughs> you're always high and you're thinking about performing
2: thinking about performing i, uh, love this I actually i did stand up for the first time then and then just it took me even longer to decide to actually do it. Okay. Um, And I also just sabotaged myself a thousand different ways because clearly I was so scared. But I I took a class. So then I volunteered to uh, be an usher at the Vancouver Comedy Festival. Like, you know, my brain wouldn't let me just make these connections. Like, why not just hook a to b and figure out do you not understand what you want to do here uh no i like so, this you wanted like,
0: a computer let's just work in the computer let's <laughs> let's take ease our way in you're gonna so watch I was like, a lot you, of comedy uh, by working uh, there
2: yeah <laughs> yeah so i'm gonna get a job as usher for the vancouver comedy festival and it turned out many of the other ushers were uh, people that were trying to do stand-up mm-hmm. and they were already kind of doing it And so um, they told me about this like weekend workshop and I was of the mind very much so uh, that I was like, oh, you can't go to school for stand up like that is totally a scam. That's just someone taking your money uh, because it's something you can't learn. And then I found myself I had a plan that I was going to go to the weekend workshop And I was going to watch half of it. And then at lunch, I had a plan how they worked, how they ran the thing. I was like, oh, and then at lunch, they'll ask for the money and I'll just take off. (laughs) (laughs) Now, who's the scam? But the truth was, they don't. They take the money at the beginning. Of oh, course, I'm they sure. take the yeah. money at the
0: beginning. You don't get a seat unless you pay.
2: <laughs> yeah, where I was just, I was, and then I was like, oh, they're going to take the money at the beginning, so I'm going to say that I can't get the money till a little later. <laughs> and you know, I started off on that thing, and they were just like, you know, either you have the three hundred bucks or you don't have the three hundred bucks. And I was like, huh. So I went to the ATM, and I think I had three hundred and forty dollars <laughs> in my bank account, and I took out three hundred bucks. Wow. You knew. And I gave it to him and then we uh, we had a weekend workshop. I mean it was it was Saturday and Sunday and then there was a graduation performance on Sunday night. Quick and class. Y- <laughs> yeah. And so most of uh, people had done it before in that little weekend workshop. Mm-hmm. I hadn't. And uh but they were like, "Oh yeah, you're going to perform on the weekend workshop on the graduation." And I was like, "I can't because I have a shift at Kinkos." <laughs> Oh no. Uh, no. <laughs> and they're like, well, it's up to you. And so uh, Did you get I, you know, now I called in sick. <gasps> nice. I called in sick last minute. I, you know, and I stressed about it all day. It like rehearsed <laughs> the call more than my act.
0: Yeah. Did yeah. yeah. you know that you would have to call in sick to 20 other jobs in, to, to <laughs> do? Oh, I have to leave early. I have a doctor's appointment. Oh, I, have, you know, to cover all your fucking auditions and shows. Oh my
2: God. Just constantly. I don't know what lying. some of
0: my old employers must have. I was like, therapy for the third time this week. <laughs> it's
2: really oh, hard. I remember, again, <laughs> So, you know, what, a part of when I moved to New York, when I needed a job, I worked as a, at this point, I was pretty good at computers when I moved <laughs> to New York. And so I worked as an IT professional. <laughs> nice. No training, everybody. No training. So I was, just was working as an IT. She was female
1: IT <laughs> professional. Just really working <laughs> that, that resume. Uh,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. And people, people loved it. I wasn't that, I was not that good at it. I was good at asking the other people I worked with for help. Mm-hmm. And I was good at talking to the people who had the problem, which I, you know, honestly, at that time, the other people were not that good at that. Right. You had the people skills. But then I was, I had, I was trying to go out for auditions, and I remember, like, you know, it's, those auditions would run late, mm-hmm. and it was like you would, you would be throwing yourselves on subways to go wherever, always so inconvenient. Yeah. And I remember coming back. To the office. It must have been like three and a half hours later, and I I brought a bagel. I like I said I was going to get a bagel. That's what I said. <laughs> and then three hours later, I returned. always totally yeah, I, I was normal. like, oh no, I gotta get a bagel. And so I had to buy a bagel. And then you know I'm just working out this whole story in my head about like. What happened about me getting a bagel? Yeah. And, you know, and I I, would work, you know, like, oh, I went to the ATM and I had no money, so I had to figure that out. And so I had to go to the physical bank, Britt. It's just like <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah.
0: Always. I'd always blame my dog, go sick. And, you know, I had to clean up and then I had to take him to the vet. And, you know, and then you got to like, I remember it was even stressful. You get a call back and you're like, oh, my God, what am I going to say now? Now I got to do it all <laughs> yeah, right, over again.
2: Exactly. And then, and then, you know, sometimes I was like, I have an audition because it just Mm -hmm. gets out of control sometimes. So you have to, and then they would know if I had an audition. Why? Because I never wore makeup to any of my (laughs) jobs. I always looked like complete crap. And then all of a sudden I would like show up at nine in the morning, like kind of looking put together and they're like, audition, audition.
0: (laughs) you. I love this. I relate so hard to this, trying to sneak out for auditions and like... It's like you're so excited to finally have an audition, and then you're like, this is the most stressful day of my oh, life.
2: It's, yeah. Oh, it's like the Tetris. The Tetris and the yeah. play. I would stress out so hard about getting places and the lies and the, mm-hmm. yep, and try to do it both. And you really did feel like um, nobody was on your side. <laughs> like your job was not on your side. And then you get to the audition, and those people weren't particularly happy to see you either. No. <laughs> really? No. No. And then you have
0: friends at home who are like, how's it going in New York? And you're like, I'm famous. No. (laughs)
2: Yeah. I remember my mother saying, and I was like, "Uh, Mom, I got to go. I have a show tonight. And she was like, well, I hope they're paying you a million dollars. And I was like, (laughs) yep. Every show I do, it's one million (laughs) dollars.
0: Did you tell her it's probably, like, two drinks? (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
2: Good news, Mom. I stole a drink ticket the last time I was there, so I have three drink
0: tickets. (laughs) Joke's on them. (laughs) So was this computer IT
2: job, like, your day job for a lot of your... Years. Yeah. Oh, wow. Years. Uh, And I just... it, it was when i moved to toronto i had lo- i had a lot of different jobs in toronto but that was it was always a through line uh and you know i just want to underline i guess it may i'm this is like me being a little self deprecating but maybe it, it comes across as more of a humble brag i was never that good at it but i worked <laughs> at it for years i'm bringing years my computer and problems and years, to you next years. time now that i know I, this side I, of you yeah i mean like I, I don't know if i can i'm not even up on it in a weird way because it was also <laughs> technology just changes so quickly I mean it does and doesn't but yeah uh but yeah I would uh, go into I would go into all kinds of um <laughs> would go into <laughs> all kinds of crazy ad agencies and architecture firms and whatever and set up their mail and their servers and work on their blackberries and oh yeah very cool
1: as a matter matter of fact, I remember world. I
2: I had a couple PR firms, uh, makeup PR firms that I would go to, and those places were all women, right? Nice. I mean, they had like yeah. maybe one guy working there, but it was all women. And uh, every other industry I was in was like primarily like at least the person I was dealing with was a, a was a guy, and there were it just seemed like there was it was primarily guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I always felt like the guys didn't trust me, like they they were always kind of like, "Are you sure?" that you're the IT person, like there was a little bit of a thing. And then when I went with the women, they were also like are you sure?
0: <laughs> oh, nobody, God.
2: But they at least wanted to give me benefit of the doubt a lot quicker. And, uh, and sometimes they would, they would give me product. Yeah. And I was like, that yeah. That's what I was going to say. Do you getting best. any cool makeup out of this? Yeah. I did get, yeah. So I was just like, what kind of, whoever thought the IT person would walk away with some makeup. <laughs>
0: That's great. That's great. You're a fun IT person. Anyone I've worked with has definitely been, sounds like your coworkers, you know, if I got, if you came to my office, I'd be like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, good for her. She's changing the world.
2: You know. Yeah. Yeah. I think One sometimes IT person at a time. I think sometimes they couldn't solve it. And they were like, all right, let's bring in, let's bring in the guy. <laughs> no. I was like, I I don't know what to do. We lost all your mail. I'm really sorry. Whatever. Just
0: take some lipsticks before you leave. I'll
2: just (laughs) snag a couple. So, yeah. And when I left, so when I left that IT job in New York, it was, um, they were really nice to me, but they had had it. Oh, wow. They had had it with the going for a bagel. Mm-hmm. turn three hours later yeah. they had had it with uh like look totally hungover because i was <laughs> hanging out at a show and drinking till 2 a.m mm-hmm. you know they had just they had they'd had, had it with like uh, oh i need to take off thursday because i'm gonna drive you know to pennsylvania <laughs> to do a one-nighter <laughs> Right. $40 that I am totally <laughs> prioritizing over this thing that is paying for my entire life. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. They yeah. had it. Yeah. So
0: you came to that road where you were like, am I going to do this
2: full time or am I going to? Yeah. F-? I mean, I wasn't at the road of doing it full time, but they were like, well, you're not at the road where you're working here. So, uh,
0: <laughs> I want to know about when you started doing comedy, like full time. Cause you've, you've, or storytelling. I knew you in the storytelling community too. Yeah, like you were really you were a hot name. I should say that when I was doing oh. some when I first started doing stand up and storytelling, you were you're you're awesome, and you had a book out and everything. It was very cool. Um, so I was I wanted to know like when did you quit
2: the these other jobs? <laughs> yeah, I mean I think it it was it was around I think I'm gonna say fifteen years ago. Probably. Wow. I think it took me about. Um, I've been in New York twenty years, mm-hmm. and so it took me about uh, five. I I worked, just worked and worked for five years, and then um, I started. Well, what happened was I just agreed to be super poor. Mm-hmm. Like that is that is part of it. I just was like, oh, That's I'm, quick, though, I'm just going to have nothing. I'm just going to go with having nothing. <laughs> but it was uh, it was also at the at the time that. I met the man that I married. Mm-hmm. So I had a boyfriend. It was like in more stable relationship. And we moved in together in like a three hundred and fifty square foot apartment. Right. That I that even even then was minimal um minimal money in mm-hmm. terms of what I had to pay. It wasn't like I had to pay five grand. I think I had to pay uh just over a grand a month, which still was a lot. Yeah. But But I had, I had my plan. I just remember that I was like, I just have to make $2,000 a month. So I would do whatever it took to sure. make $2,000. And for the most part, it was gigs. And I was doing a little bit of college gigs. Mm-hmm. And then every once in a while, you would get like a go- really good gig. So then you were like, I've got a month and a half. But it was just working l- like that. And a- and to make, if I didn't get that to make ends meet, I would do st- um, standardized patient work. Okay. You know what that is where you pretend no. you're a patient oh, yeah, with yeah, yeah. A, uh, <laughs> a an illness or a situation and <laughs> okay. then you're, you would get used by a med students and whatever as a teaching mm-hmm. tool. Yeah, it's like kind of an acting job. Totally. Yeah. yeah. That's fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I would also, I would kind of do like I knew someone that every once in a while would like want some personal assistance stuff. So if I really was hard up, I would do that. I mean, that's mm-hmm. how I felt. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: You took that risk though. I, I mean... I've been doing it now for many years, and it's some months are still like, what am I gonna? This month oh is my slow. God. I mean, especially this past year, but like, still,
2: it's it's hard.
0: It's, it's hard so some hard. <laughs> it's
2: so stressful, and just thinking about it, all the – like, never not thinking about it.
0: Yeah, never not thinking about it. I know. And then my mom will say, "Well." You chose that.
2: <laughs> I know. I know. My mother would always say like, okay, you could always fall back on computers. You could always fall back on computers. And I was like, not really. I'm kind of out of the industry now. I don't really know how it works anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. When I worked, at
0: the, I worked at a venture capital firm for four years, I was an assistant and I was their office manager. And my parent, every so often my parents would be like, so are you like at all into like, you know – venture capital and like, you know, maybe,
2: maybe they'll <laughs> yeah. train you to do, all, helpful. all rosy cheeks
0: invest in companies, you know, tech company. I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm going to write jokes about them and tell them, <laughs> talk about them on stage. <laughs> like, fuck that.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now I think back, I'm like, I really should have invested in a bunch of tech companies, you know? <laughs> oh really. my goodness. I mean, the amount of things <laughs> that I'm just like, if I only would have, <laughs> if I, you know, You're I too remember proud. like, Turning my nose up at different places to live. Like, I now live in Park Slope. But I remember when I moved here and people were like, just move to Park Slope. It's very cheap out there. And I was like, I moved here to live in Manhattan. I moved to New York to live in Manhattan, you know. Oh, God. Shut up. And now Fira's like, I live in Park Slope. And
0: they're like, okay, girl. Wow. Someone has money.
2: Fancy spot. It's like we can never leave because, you know, we have a a deal. Everyone has some sort of situation. It's like we can never leave because we'll never be able to like a lateral move is like a high, like there's no lateral yeah. move here. A <laughs> lateral move is like us moving to, you know, a suburb of Denver. <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> That's where my sister lives. And uh, I think I pay more monthly and she has a huge house with, oh, you know, know oh, a don't yard. Even. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. But we chose this. <laughs> we chose this. I know. I know. And you know, it does, it, it, It sort of gets harder as it goes because then, I mean, I can't believe thinking back how much I did with so little money. But part of that, honestly, I was thinking about today is because there was no Venmo. And so there would be situations where you were out, especially in New York, with a bunch of people that were richer than you, which to me felt like all the time. And you'd be drinking or eating. And I would always be stressing out about like, oh, my God, what's going to happen when the bill comes? What is going to happen? And then, you know, it it would come and I'd be like, okay, I only have 20 bucks, but I can go. And they'd be like, no, 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 don't worry. You just get me next time. And you'd be like, great, because that's never going to (laughs) happen. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> That's but so Venmo would have just ruined everything. I would just been sunk.
0: Yeah, God bless Venmo. Venmo should sponsor yep. this podcast. Thank you for bringing them up. We, we're looking for a Venmo at this yeah, point. Yeah,
2: right. I mean, like, I'm glad you, I'm glad you're in my present, but I wouldn't have wanted you in my past because the the uh, <laughs> the, the graciousness of strangers really really helped me have a, a drink and a snack along the way.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I remember when my mom got Venmo, and uh, I was like, she doesn't know tech technology at all, and I'd request like $600,000 and the reason would be like to book Bon Jovi to play my birthday party, I'd be like, let's see if it works. Let's see if she's like, what happens if she hits okay? She learned to decline, but still it was a fun game. I'd just throw at her
2: every few weeks. Uh, That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Uh,
0: I'd screenshot it. I'd be like, ha ha, I got
2: (laughs) her. So funny.
0: Um, so I wanted to talk to you real quick before we end. This is sad. I could talk to you forever um, oh, about so your fun. job at NPR because oh. as a as a, a game show host myself, I want to know how did that come about when you
2: got your job working at uh, Ask Me Another. So the uh, right this job it, it came in sort of like traditional, non traditional way. I auditioned. Hell yeah, mm-hmm. I auditioned. I mean, I don't <laughs> think NPR is known for having auditions, and honestly, I. I don't even know if they knew, like they had this idea of the show they wanted to put together. And then they were like, let's find the talent. And they had an idea that they wanted a comic to host it. Uh, And I think for, I think the first run, they were just like a guy. And then they were like, oh, a guy trivia host. Like we, you know, we should do something better than that. And so they're like, how about a, a funny woman? And supposedly, you know, they had seen everyone in New York City. Not wow, me. uh, and just you know, just a note that I always like to make about like always be nice to everybody. It yeah. was the sound engineer for that they were freelancing for the show at NPR that recommended me because he did sound for the moth, okay. and so he had heard me many times, and it was him. Who said to them, oh, you're looking for a funny woman. You've been looking for a year and you've seen everyone in New York. Well, have you seen Ophira? And they were like, who? I don't even know what that word you just said was. <laughs> and they were like, Ophira. <laughs> <gasps> and so because of that, they brought me in. Oh, I'm so glad he did that. I love I know. this. I know. That's so nice. So, yeah it was uh talk about the kindness the kindness and so yeah and i did feel i mean i think probably how you felt when you went into you know try your hand at like hosting this job you're kind of like this is not an easy job mm-hmm. but i i do like i've never felt this way where i was like i think i have the right personality i host a lot mm-hmm. i uh i'm i'm good on my feet like i I like playing games. Like, I was like, this is, like, actually something that I could do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you nailed it. And you've gotten to interview. I mean, your list of interviews is one of the coolest lists. Like, over the years, you just, like, your Crazy. photos and all the people you've gotten to meet, like. It's wild. It is it's wild. It's so cool. Yeah. I got to yeah. do it, too, which, thank you yeah, for having Yeah, you were me. great. That and, was fun. And,
2: and you nailed it. Thank you. You
0: nailed my job.
2: Do you remember when you came to do HQ? I did not nail your job <laughs> yes, at you all. Yes, you did. You were I wonderful. Was, I was proficient. Nailed it? No. No.
0: <laughs> I'd say you nailed it. It's a 15-minute game, you know? Yours is a lot longer. You got segments, you know, transitional yeah. music. You've got a whole team back there. It's just me and Ellen fucking team. around in a box,
2: you know, I know? And lots of money at our disposal. You know, everyone should know that it takes a huge amount of skill and it's harder than you think because it really is. It really is. that it, I was like, wow, this is real. No, so, you, you were wonderful. Yeah. But – um,
0: how long have you been at NPR now?
2: <laughs> I Are can't really? even believe this is true. Eight years. Oh my goodness. It's a yeah, great job. So it was that it was made. That to job happen. was a game changer in terms of money. I mean, honestly, I you know, I never had a job that um paid paid like consistently. <laughs> Ever. No. <laughs> yeah. It, like after Kinko's, I'm not sure if I had a job that paid because like even the IT stuff just always felt like, I guess that was a job that paid because it's like, I don't know. I just remember getting that first check from NPR or direct deposit and buying, like I just, because I, I'm such a, like the epitome of like what people say about people who are like nouveau riche or whatever. I like went out and bought like a $500 pair of shoes. Did oh, yeah. I, have I Have I ever spent more than $80 on a pair of shoes before that? No.
0: I brag I'm a designer Jew. So you're talking to someone, you know, I did a a gig last week that won't cover a third of my rent. And I'm like, I should buy that $200 sweater that I've been wanting for two weeks.
2: Yeah, it was (laughs) and it wasn't even like the right I didn't even buy like the right shoe or the coveted shoe. I just like I wanted to spend money. I just wanted to spend money. Yeah, and so I'm so glad I've, I've had to I've had to dial it back. <laughs> Matter <laughs> of fact, I just dialed it back because I was just like, well, you should probably know what you're doing before you just spend some money on that stuff. <laughs> yeah, and then That's I really bought cool. Yeah, and then I bought the most expensive shoe at all of all time, which is a Sun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, at least you're doing a great job of raising him as you bragged about so from... much in the beginning of this episode, you know, how mother of the year, here is quarantined.
2: <laughs> I've got the mug to prove it. I've got the mug. Do you have a Craigslist
0: ad out for a nanny who's vaccinated yet? Do you have that? Are, are you guys searching yet? No.
2: <laughs> oh, my goodness. I know. It's like, really, get the team back together. And that's, no, I mean, that's like the next thing, I'm sure. Yeah. Everyone's I know be a like, lot of
0: people who's had like babysitters or ki- you know nannies for their kids, and they their kids got COVID, or they got, and then they couldn't go to school, and then the parent had to stay home, and then they got it. and It was just like,
2: I, I know, just this ricochet effect of like the nightmare. Yeah, yeah, that's yep. real. That's real. So,
0: not to bring us down, this was such a lovely episode. Oh, but yeah, uh, it was thank so great. you so much for doing it. You're a busy person, I know you are, and. I have one more question. Are you shooting now? Are you guys in person again, or are you remotely? No, we're doing... not.
2: In, yeah, we're not in person, so we're doing it all like this, like mm-hmm. Zoom, and then recording. Uh, and there's this eye on that we will do something in person, but also weirdly, the show has had to change so much to be something that we can make in this format, mm-hmm. uh, and some of it, like we we had a bunch of formatting issues that we were never really able to solve and then we had to pare the show down so much to make it work like here it's kind of closer to what we want to do so oh, nice. now we're just like okay so how does this format work on stage like now we're kind of working in reverse that's but, cool so we'll see we'll see I think you know definitely just like everything everybody wants to tour again
0: yeah yeah
2: <laughs> everyone wants to tour again so we'll see when that happens cool. i don't know well, next year fingers numbers, crossed so you know when yeah.
0: aruba when aruba asks you oh, to yes. ask me another you know I, five minutes you know I'll, I'll just sit on a beach the rest of the time
2: <laughs> okay sounds good sounds good yeah me too uh, we'll to do a tight five and be like we did We did it right that's enough no please kick me out please fire us we're happy to be fired from this gig we'll just we'll, we'll lick our wounds on a beach
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, that sounds fine right now <laughs> I love it Um, well, you're so funny thank you so much for doing this thank um, you for having me Anna where can everyone find you where can they you
2: see can, you yeah you can find me most importantly important. You can find me at Ophira on Venmo. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And the- <laughs> Ofira, got it, and then got it. Send me some money and I'll tell you where I am. No. <laughs> uh, and then uh, on the rest of the socials, I'm at Ophira E and then uh, I should update my website. But if you want to check out some of my past work is just go to <laughs> Ofira Eisenberg. Cool. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, and watch Scary Mommy. That was great uh, on Hulu. Oh, thanks. I, yeah. I did a sketch for it. So we were oh, watching right. it. And then I was like, oh, and Ophira's in it. It was such a good group of people that they got the yeah, show. Yeah,
2: and hopefully, maybe that will return. Fingers yeah. crossed. We may all have more jobs. So Cool. Fingers Amazing. crossed. Yeah.
0: I love it. Well, that's our episode, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks to Ophira, Ellen, you da bomb. Uh, you guys know where to find us, Unemployed Podcast on Twitter, on Instagram. If you want to see our beautiful faces and my wet hair, go to patreon.com slash unemployed podcast <laughs> and uh, throw us. It's not Venmo, but it's close. You know, a Patreon is like Venmo for creative people. So that's right. $5, $7. Uh, Ellen wants $4. There you go. Uh, that's it. Otherwise, go listen to the other episodes and hire me. Um, I'm available. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Right now, I just want to take a moment to thank everybody who has supported our Patreon. This is your shout-out right here from me. Tons of love. And if you haven't checked out our Patreon, all of our videos go up there. Sometimes I just write fun things because I feel like it. And it's just a really nice way to support us at Unemployed and, you know, so we can keep this thing going. We do it for nothing. We do it for fun. We do it for you to listen to. So definitely check out the Patreon. And right now, huge shout-out to our patrons, Bill Horton, Chi of Steele, Danielle McCartney, Lori Jackson, Jeannie Logan, we got Joe Galati, Chris Arneson, Jordan Lucero, Oscar Yuen, Ken Levin, and Vic Terry. Thank you so much. You have no idea how much it means to us, and I appreciate you, and I see you, and I love you.